Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your children the truth. Lord, you say in the Bible, when we are willing and obedient, we shall eat the good of the land. We are here willing to listen, to hear what you say. We're willing and obedient to your word, Lord. And we believe, Lord, as we obey what you say, we shall be blessed when we come in and when we go out. And the blessing shall overtake us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this message. And may the Holy Spirit be our teacher. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Next week we will go to camp and start the series called The Super Abundant Life next week. But today I would like to talk about the family. I will touch the subject about the family off and on because we want to see strong family in the church. Today will be the first message regarding husband role in the home. Husband role. So today, all the men put the seatbelt on because you cannot run away. Put the seatbelt on. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 25 to 33. Husbands, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, and that he might present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish. So husbands ought to love their own wife as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself, for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it, just as the Lord does the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and be joy to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let each one of you in particular so love his own wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. We're going to talk about the roles of the husband. And whatever you're going to hear today will not be what you will hear at the workplace, from your colleagues, from the TV, from the media, or even from the school. And I want to let you know the media, your workplace, and the school did not create the institution of family. God is the one who established the institution of family. Therefore, if we want to build a successful, happy home, we need to follow God's rule or principle. If you put the principle of God into action, you will have a happy family. I am a man that cares so much about next generation. When I build this church, I always think about our kids and grandkids. And the same thing, I care about our children and great-grandchildren and grandchildren. If the husband and wife build a good marriage, 
good family, it will not only impact their happiness, but it will impact their children and grandchildren and great grandchildren. You will leave a very important legacy to your children and grandchildren. If you notice, people who came from broken home or single parent, or when they were children, they were growing up without their parents. All these people tend to have some kind of issue in their heart because they lack security in the family. They lack love. They need that, but they could not find it in their own family. That's why the devil wanted to attack the marriage life and break up the husband and wife, and then it will impact negatively on the children and grandchildren. The subject of the family is very important in the local church. At one time, a man was on the airplane, and he was looking to his right hand and saw another man who was wearing his wedding ring in the right index finger. Normally, you wear the wedding ring in the ring finger, but this man was wearing the wedding ring in the right index finger. So eventually. Out of curiosity, he turned to that man and said, uh, "Sir, I think you wear your wedding ring on the wrong finger." The man turned back and said, "No, I did not wear the wedding ring on the wrong finger, but I married a wrong woman." That's not my answer for sure. I married a godly woman. But that man said that I believe that in marriage, either woman or man, either husband or wife, sometimes you have this kind of temptation come up in you, and say, "Wow, I did not know what I was going to get into when we were courting. Everything seemed to be okay, and on the honeymoon day was okay, but after the honeymoon, oh, I did not know." I got into something, and I believe I marry a wrong person. Actually, you can be the right person to change the marriage that seemed to be wrong, and change the person next to you that seemed to be wrong in your eyes to be the right one. It starts from you. You cannot point finger and expect somebody else to change first. You change first. So I hope that no one in this room had this feeling that you have married a wrong woman. If you feel that way, this teaching will be good for you too. If you are a married man in this room, you are a man who is engaged to be married, or you are a man who plan to get married one day, or you are a woman, single woman that have sons in your house. This teaching will be good for you to teach your children and to prepare. For the great marriage of your son in the future, so we're going to look at the first thing, the first role of the husband today. The first role, the Bible say again, husband love your wives. Husband love your wives. At this point, many of you say, "Amen." I heard this word about one thousand times in the church. Let's go to the next subject, number two. I know I need to love my wife. I know that I already have that revelation by reading the Bible. No, we're gonna stay on this today. I'm not gonna 
go to the number two. We're going to stay on only number one today. Love your wife. The problem in the society today, everywhere in the world, is that people devalue or dilute or twisted the word love. When we talk about love your wife, we're talking about agape love, the God kinds of love, not man kind of love. Have you ever heard people say, I love my dog, I love my house, I love my job, I love chocolate cake, I love ice cream. When people say that, what they mean is that the ice cream really satisfied my taste buds. It means when I, they say, I love my job because that job satisfied their ego that I can work and make money. When they say, I love my home because that home makes them feel comfortable. So the word love of a lot of people in the world is not biblical love. It's about whatever they love can do something for them to make them satisfied. Let's look at the definition of love in the Bible, the biblical love. Husband, love your wife just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her. The biblical love for the husband. You notice one thing? God never told wife to love the husband. God told wife to respect and honor the husband. But if the husband shows love to the wife in a biblical way, we can guarantee that the wife will love the husband anyway. So it starts from the husband to show love to the wife first. According to Ephesians chapter 5, the biblical love in the family is about sacrifice. Jesus laid down his life for his church, which is his spiritual wife. As husband, we need to make some sacrifice. We need to make a commitment for the betterment or for the well-being and the welfare of our lovely wife. Amen? How do you measure your love? How do you know that you love so much? You measure your love by looking at how much you sacrifice, how much you give. The measure of your love is related to the measure of your sacrifice, not measured by your enjoyment. A lot of times people say, I love my wife because she has cooked for me, massaged me, do something good for me. That is your enjoyment. But if you really love your wife, you're talking about you, sacrifice, you give, you do something for your wife, not your wife is doing something for you. When she's doing something for you, it's not that you love her, but she is loving you. But when you sacrifice your life for her, you are doing something to show love to her. So we're going to talk about sacrifice today, husband. When we talk about love, according to the Bible, we talk about Calvary. We talk about the cross, carrying the cross. Jesus loved the church. He carried the cross. He went to Calvary. He went to the cross even though we were not lovely at all, even though we even talked bad against Him, we were against Him before we were born again. But Jesus still sacrificed for us. He was carrying the cross. He did not complain. 
He joyfully went to the cross to die for us, sacrifice his life for us because he loved us so much. So, husband, when we talk about love, we talk about the cross, talk about suffering, talking about sacrifice for your wife. We're going to talk about three things here. How do you love your wife? Jesus said, if you want to love your wife, you need to be like me. I am your model as a husband. Jesus compared the relationship between husband and wife to his relationship with the church. The church is his bride. So he said, husband, men, if you want to love your wife just like I love the church, you need to follow my example. Let's look at Jesus as our example. Number one, he loved his wife or his church by being a savior. Men in this room, you are the leader in your house. You are the little savior. You are the little Mr. Fix-It in your house. You must take serious about spiritual maturity. You must take serious about growing up spiritually to lead and to help your wife fix the problem for her. You are the savior of the home. You cannot be a savior if you are babies. You know, baby, little baby cannot save anybody. They just cry and complain and fall down. They could not help anybody. You need to grow up to be a mature man, take serious about the word, take serious about being filled with the Holy Spirit, being faithful, go to church, let God change you to become a strong man so that you can be the biblical savior of your wife. Jesus loved his church. He became the savior. So when a man loves his wife, what it means is this. Your wife may come with a baggage or many baggages. There is no perfect man and perfect woman in the world. Your wife came into your married life with some problem. Maybe her father abused her or maybe she came with some curses and generational curses or some bad habits. There's no perfect woman and man too. I came into my marriage with some baggage too. But from the man's side, you love her even though she is not lovely. You love her even though she makes mistakes. You love her and sacrifice for her even though she makes something wrong. Even though she yells at you. Even though she may not meet your needs. Even though she does not cook very well. Even though she may disappoint you. You love her like Christ loved the church. How many times we disappoint Jesus? How many times we go against Jesus and we don't do well? We all have problems and mistakes in our life. So if you're going to love your wife, you need to make a decision. I love her unconditionally. The way I walk in my house, the way I love her, will change her life from unlovable to be lovable. From being imperfect to be perfect. From being wrong to be right. God will use you. The spirit of Jesus in you will use you to minister to your wife, to improve 
to get better and to grow up spiritually. But you cannot do that by divorce, by being abusive, by yelling, by retaliating your wife, or by separating. But you can help your wife by loving her and be a good lover. How many people believe you are a good lover in this room? Raise your hand up. You are a good lover. Okay, you are a good lover. You don't raise hand. It means you are not a good lover. Okay, are you a good lover? Every man who calls himself a good lover can measure the size of his love by looking at the size of the cross he carry. Are you carry a big cross, or you carry a little cross? How much you sacrifice? You remember this? Jesus loved the church to death. God gave this example in the Bible. When the first man was created, Adam. His name is Adam. When I read the Bible in Genesis chapter 2, I believe in verse 20, 22 or something like that. The Bible says God opened the sight of Adam, pulled the rib and the flesh out, and made Eve out of his rib. And the Bible says God closed it. From my perspective, I saw a surgeon cut open and then use a saw, cut the rib. God did that. I saw the picture of opening, bleeding, get the rib out, cut, and then use suture, the vicryl, 3-0 vicryl, and the 3-0 nylon to close the skin and put the bandage on. And I saw the blood everywhere on his side. God has to put him to sleep. Maybe God has a special anesthesia, put him to sleep to do that. So even from the beginning... Adam, before Eve came into existence, Adam need to shed his blood, need to sacrifice one of his ribs, need to bleed and suffer from surgery on the side. God gives us a picture that man, your wife is not under your feet. Your wife is close to you on the side and you sacrifice yourself for her, you had to bleed for her. Blood out of the sight of Adam. And it's the same thing when Jesus was on the cross. The spear went into his side and the bleeding came out. Jesus, the man, bled for the church. To save the church. To bring fulfillment, abundant life and happiness to the church. You, man, you bleed, you sacrifice for your wife to bring fulfillment, happiness, and enjoyment to your wife, even though it is inconvenient. Love is about paying the price of inconvenience. Amen? Remember the story of Jacob. Jacob. Loved Rachel so much that he has to work for 14 years in order to marry her. That is painful. Work for 14 years until the father-in-law allow him to marry his daughter. Sacrifice. You see, the whole Bible talks about the picture of a man love his wife by sacrificing something. Many men run away from their wife because they are not 
lovable. That is the wrong way. You stay. You are the savior. You help your wife to grow up and to be changed. Romans chapter five verse eight. But God demonstrated His own love toward us in that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ looked from heaven and see that, wow, Pastor Lau was messed up. Pastor Lau was going on the wrong way, wrong direction. Varun, Mom, Pastor Lau, you need a savior. He did not sit on the throne in heaven. Kicking his feet up and watch TV, he came from heaven into the earth to save a wretched man like me, to save a man who is imperfect, makes so many mistakes like me. He came down to save me. He was a savior two thousand years ago. The church need a savior. The family need a savior as well, and the husband. Is the little savior sacrifice your life for the church? Have you ever asked yourself, what kind of price are you paying for your wife? Christ loved the church so much that He sacrificed His life. Are you willing to pay an ultimate price of death, ultimate price of sacrifice for your wife? Are you willing to do that? Amen. Do you notice that? Preacher, kind of know what's going to happen in the future. A lot of young men who get into marriage, they don't know because they never married before. They have no idea what's going to happen in marriage. So the preacher will say, "Do you promise God that you will love her in sickness and in health, for richer or poorer, for better or for worse?" And you say, "Yes, I do." Why the preacher asks you to make a vow? Because he know that one day you're gonna face a situation. You think, "Oh, I marry a wrong woman. I should divorce her." Wow, this is terrible in this house. Oh, she make me mad. I should walk away. That's why you make a vow before God. You make a commitment, better or worse, richer or poorer, good or bad. You're gonna stick. And you're gonna love your wife and sacrifice your life for your wife. Stick to it, amen. If you treat your wife just like Jesus treat the church, no matter how she acts, no matter how she says things, she will be saved. She will gradually turn around, become a better woman, because your love wins her heart. Amen. Start from you, man. To help your wife, sacrificial love, amen. So that's number one. You are the savior of your wife. Number two, Ephesians five, chapter twenty-six to twenty-seven, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but That she should be holy and without blemish. Husband, you are not only the savior, but you are the sanctifier of your wife. Jesus came to sanctify the church. What does it mean, sanctify? Sanctified means to make holy, to purify, 
to cleanse, to set apart for a special work or service. Husband, you are little Jesus in your home. You are there in your home to help her to grow, to love God, to do the right thing by being good example, by standing firm to follow God. Many times in my family, I and Pastor Da have a temptation to go out of God's way, but I always tell Pastor Da, and Pastor Da tell me too, let's stand on, let's go on with the way of God. We sanctify each other, we help each other to walk a holy life, to choose God first. You love your wife by helping her to stand, to walk in the right way. She may get mad and scream at you, but you still calm. And show love to her, sanctified her, set her apart for the special service for God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah! When you get married, that is just the beginning of your relationship. When we talk about sanctified, I'm thinking about cleaning, cleaning. Have you ever seen a sink that clogged up by dirt inside the pipe? So you call a plumber, a professional plumber, and the plumber will put in snake to make the hole and grind out all the trash inside the pipe until the water can run again. Husband, you are special plumber. You are the sanctifier to come in to put the snake of love, patience, long suffering. Faith, joy, peace into your wife's life. You keep putting that in to purify her, to help her to be a strong woman. If she needs encouragement, you are the encourager. If she needs peace, you are the peacemaker for her. If she needs love, you are her lover. If she needs Finances, you are the provider. You are the sanctifier. You do everything to sanctify, to help your wife to grow, to be stronger, to flourish, to rise up, to be a godly mother and a godly woman in the church and in the family. The circumstances will be challenging sometimes, but you are standing firm. You're a man who stands firm in faith and in love by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are the anchor of your home, so that your wife can cling to and follow God. Sometimes your wife and your kids may want to go astray in the wrong way. You say, "No, let's go back to the right way." You are the sanctifier. You help your wife to stay in the course of God. You need to know the Bible. The Bible talk about. Having spot or wrinkle. This is a pictorial teaching from the Apostle Paul. Spot is something on the outside when you put ink on your shirt. You have a spot on your shirt. Outside problem. We are contaminated by the world system and by the worldly things. Wrinkle is the manifestation of the inner, inside aging. Problem on the inside. 
that manifest outside. We are affected by the sinful nature on the inside. And sometimes some of us have demons that attack us from the inside to cause wrinkle, spiritual wrinkle. Spot from the outside, people tell you bad news, give you wrong teaching, the spot from the outside. Husband, you need to be in the Word. You need to know the truth to help your wife clean her from the spot and encourage her, love her, minister to her. To heal her on the inside, to make her young all the time on the inside, that she will not have wrinkle on the outside. Amen. You must be the encourager of your wife. You are called by God to bring that peace and encouragement to your wife. You are the person who maintain the course in your house to lead your wife and your kids to the godly way, the sanctifier. Amen. You are the security in your house. Security is one of the needs of women in the family. Whenever you use the insecure term, your wife will not listen to you. In the same way, when women use the dishonorable term or language, the husband will not listen. Man like to be honored. Woman need security. So when you are the sanctifier, you are the security. You bring the stability into your house. We're going to stand firm to do the right thing. We are willing and obedient, and we're going to eat the good of the land together. I will bring financial security to my house. I will bring emotional security into my house. You say, honey, when you wake up in the morning, I will be there. Honey, no matter what happens, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. We're going to grow old together. We're going to walk together until 120 years old. I'm not going to divorce you no matter what happened. I'm faithful to you. I love you. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work hard. I will pay tithe. I will manage money, save money, that when you get older and I leave this world, if I die before you, you will not have to go out on the street to beg for money. I am your security through Christ Jesus. I will feed you, take care of you. I will work very hard, look for jobs to make sure you have financial security. I can guarantee that you marry a hardworking, faithful, dependable, good-looking man like me. That's what I tell Pastor Da. You're so blessed. You marry a hardworking. Faithful, dependable, and good-looking man. And I lay my life for you. Amen? Amen. A lot of time, today, people don't want to get married and live together without marriage because they are so full of fear. They fear that they're going to see divorce because the rate of divorce in our society is so high. And the second reason people don't want to get married and just live together Because they are selfish. And usually selfishness comes from men more than women by nature. Some men just want to date and want to stay with the woman on and on for years without wanting to get married because he can leave anytime. He's selfish. Man, don't be selfish. You are the sanctifier. You need to live a holy life. You need to be the sanctifier. You're the security. 
And number three, the reason that we see less and less marriage today because of the we call immaturity. There are so many 25 and 30 years old boys in the society today. This 25, 30 years old boy just care about buying pizza and playing game. Never want to work hard and save money. You know, I saved money since I was seven years old to have money to get married. At the time I get married, I don't have to beg money for my dad to have the wedding ceremony. I saved since I was seven years old, and I still save today. I pay my tithe. I'm a generous giver, but I save money. I told Pastor Da, Da, if I leave this world before you, you will not suffer at all. I will leave good money for you to live on. I work hard. Young men in this room, if you want to get married one day, I'm looking to the young men over there. If you want to get married one day, please study hard, work hard, be generous, tither. Because when you sow, you will reap. Save money. Don't spend with all the toys all the time. Buy this and buy that. All the toys, all the computer equipment. Save money, because one day you have to pay bills. You have to pay house mortgage. You need to make sure your wife have enough money to buy some jewelry, some nice clothes. Or buy some purse. You need to save money for your wife. Amen. You are the sanctifier. You are the security in your home. You need to grow up, get a job, and work hard. Learn how to pay your bill. The Bible says in Hebrew chapter 10, verse 23, "Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful. Our God is a faithful God." John 14:18, "I will not leave you orphans; I will come to you." Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5, "Let your conduct be without covetousness; be content with such thing as you have, for He Himself has said, "I." Will never leave you nor forsake you. One of the reason we love Jesus because He is our Savior and Sanctifier. He never leave us. He never forsake us. He came from heaven to help us, and He's still with us today. How many times we make mistake? He's still with us. He still cling on to us, help us every single day. Amen. I'm gonna stay with my wife to the last day of my life. I want to be with her, be her security. In the sense of human being, not as God. I'm not God. Amen. I will say like Jesus. I will never leave you and forsake you. And Pastor Da and I do the same thing to our members here. I and Pastor Da never forsake any members in the church. We never leave members. We only. People depart us, but we never depart anybody, because we want to have that characteristic of Jesus Christ. We will be faithful and serve to the last day of our life. That is what husband need to do. Amen. Jesus did not sit on the throne watching TV, but he came down into the earth to save us. 
and He sent the Holy Spirit, His Spirit, to be with us all the time. We need to be security of our family. Amen. Our wife can sleep well every night. Emotional security and financial security. The last thing, Ephesians chapter five verse twenty-eight. So husband ought to love their own wife as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Do you know this? That a lot of men like to go to workout club. Exercise this muscle. Do you know why they do that? They work out because they love their own body. They want to look good, big muscle. They want to look young. Lately, some people taught me some secret about skin. My daughters and friends in the church bought me some lotion to put on my face. Oh, after I use it for one month, the skin on my face was much improved. It looked much better now. My wife keeps rubbing my face. Wow, now you look better than before. Thank God for the lotion. I'm not trying to sell you lotion, okay? But I did that because I love my body. I want to live a long life. I want to be healthy and serve my family and serve the church for a long time. We love our own body. And Jesus said, "If you love your body, you need to love your wife just as you love your body." What does it mean? How many people love to eat? How many people love some good restaurant around here? Oh, last week I took people out for dinner almost every night. Who? Steak, Taiwanese food, facing east. Oh, so good food. So good. Why you love to eat? Because you want to satisfy your stomach. Is that right? You want to make your stomach feel happy. You eat good food. Husband, when you love your wife, the last thing I want to say: you are the satisfier of your wife. You are not just a savior. You are not just a sanctifier, but you are the Satisfier, whatever make your wife happy. Happy wife, happy life. All the men say amen. amen. Make your wife happy, whatever she wants. She is always right. I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, the word right in Thai. Is took, took in Thai. Took is right in Thai. This is a Thai joke, and took also means cheap. So the same word took in Thai means both right and cheap. One husband in our church say, "My wife is took always. Other things are expensive, but my wife is took." So what he means is that other things expensive. My wife, my wife is always right. She said this. Okay, honey, yes, you are right, honey. Make her happy. Amen. <laughs> you are the satisfier. When I go to restaurant, I always tell Pastor Da, whatever you want to eat, you just order. I eat whatever you want. 
Whatever you want to do, what kind of movie you want to watch, make you ha- you happy. I'm happy. Wherever you want to go, you're happy. I'm happy. I want to satisfy you. Satisfier of the wife. Everyone say savior. Everyone say sanctifier. Security. Everyone say satisfier. How many people want to show love to your wife? Do what the Bible say today. Amen. You love your wife by saving her. Be good example to her. Treat her well. Love her. Sanctify her. Be her encouragement. The peace and the love in the house, security in the house, and not only that, make your wife happy. Meet her needs. Whatever she likes, just make her happy. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this teaching. The first role of the husband, the role of loving our wife. We thank you, Lord, for giving Jesus Christ as our good example. How to be a good husband, Lord? We know that we cannot practice what we learn today by our own strength, but we can do it by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the love of God, the agape love on the inside of us. May Your Holy Spirit pour the agape love upon us and into our heart, that we can love our wife just as Christ. Love the church. We are willing to count the cost, to sacrifice, to pay the price of inconvenience, to be the good example, to be the anchor, the steadfast rock in the house that our wife can cling to, to be the stability and security in our home. Financial security, spiritual security, physical security, marriage security. Lord, help us to understand the love language of our wife, so that we can satisfy her, love her in action. Lord, give us wisdom, make us a better husband. Lord, a godly husband. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. I would like to ask all the husband to stand up, and all the men who plan to get married to stand up. Husband and men who want to get married one day. If you want to be single, it's your business. I'm not going to tell you what to do. Why don't you make a confession? To God, right now together, Father God, follow my prayer. Father God, thank you, Lord, for teaching me, setting good example to me through Jesus Christ. Jesus, I loved you. I'll follow your example. I promise you, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit. And by the love of God, that You pour into my heart, I would do my best. I commit to be a lovely husband, 
I will love my wife the way Christ loved the church. I'm willing to pay the price, to sacrifice, to be her satisfier, to be her sanctifier, to be her security, to be her savior. I promise you, I will grow up spiritually to be the rock and stability in my home. And I know, Lord, as I am willing and obedient, I shall eat the good of the land. I and my house shall serve you, my children. My grandchildren and a thousand generation to come will be blessed. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.